From Reductress, I'm Rachel Winitsky, and this is the Reductress Minute. On this week's episode, you'll hear pieces read by Marsha Belsky and Suni Reyes. Also, it's March Madness, and we've got all our brackets filled out. But how can you set up a bracket that ends with you and Timothy Chalamet living on a vineyard together? (laughs) We're going to find out. But first, let me introduce my incredible co-host for today, Reductress Editor and Co-Founder, The One, The Only, Beth Newell. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm so good. I'm having a great week because as you know, I just got into crystals. I'm so excited about it. Yeah. You've always been really into crystals, Just right? always from birth. From birth. I actually did have like crystals when I was a kid. You did? I didn't necessarily refer to them as crystals, but you know when you go to like national parks and stuff oh, yeah, and you can yeah. get like rocks like, and tumbled things? rocks? I was just naturally attracted to magic. I feel that. They say that the the crystal has to choose you, that you don't choose the crystal. Like you kind of like, okay, I really did read this. uh, So stop laughing at me. But uh, I read that you're supposed to kind of walk around the crystal store and like that uh, the crystal that's meant for you will kind of speak to you. Is this true? Yeah, that's totally true. (laughs) Um, And I love that you finally have been called by the crystal sirens into the crystal store. (laughs) Yeah, I really feel like uh, a magical crystal siren spoke to me from beyond and told me that I needed to go to a crystal shop on uh, West 26th Street in New York City and pick up some crystals. They're very specific. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the funny thing is I feel like a lot of people don't know about how the crystals call you. And sometimes I'll be in the bathroom and I'll pull down my pants (laughs) and my crystals will fall out of my pocket and then Mm -hmm. it'll bounce down the bathroom floor and it'll scare other women out of the bathroom because they're like, oh, this person's trying to put crystals on Mm -hmm. me. They're like, oh, there's a witch in this bathroom. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like one one of these days a crystal's going to fall out of your pocket and kind of bounce through the stalls and another shitting woman (laughs) is going to pick up the crystal and it'll become her crystal and it'll actually be a really beautiful uh, sort of ceremony. I did have that thought of like, what if someone grabs this and it's just like, oh, this is for me now. And I thought, well, then it's meant to be. Yeah. I don't, do you don't think a crystal loses some of its charge when it's on the, on a bathroom floor? No, I don't, I don't think so. Actually with, if, if you have tarot cards, you knock on them like three times to knock the bad energy out. So I feel like if anything, it would be helpful. Oh, interesting. Beth, do you want to tell us what's trending on Reductress this week? I'd love to. Here's what's trending on Reductress this week. Mom caves on Lenten promise to give up dad's perfect wang. Feminist hero? This woman rescued a Judith Butler book from a burning building. This dude's somehow too into eating pussy. And woman listening to sad music while she's already feeling sad in order to be more sad. Oh yeah, I heard about this. It's a crazy story. Apparently this woman is already feeling pretty depressed because of a breakup, but she's still listening to Sufjan Stevens and laying on top of her bed fully clothed. Yeah, totally. She's been listening to nonstop Death Cab for Cutie, Elliot Smith and Amy Mann, and just staring forlornly out of a train window, even though she doesn't really need to be on that train. Oh, so sad. Yeah. Anyway, finally in science news... Study finds it still annoying when Brian says the right things about male privilege. Ooh, that study was so interesting. Definitely check this out. Apparently, they found that even when Brian makes factually correct statements about manifestations of privilege in society, the words are still so goddamn annoying coming out of his mouth. 
Yeah, it was fascinating. Like, he's entirely correct when he admits that cis men enjoy certain benefits solely based on their gender, but it's still so annoying to hear him say that because it's Brian saying that, and we all know what Brian's like. Ugh, shut up, Brian. But before you do, let's read a piece. The world is filled with some amazing feminists from all walks of life. But when does feminism go too far? Here to read, has feminism gone too far now that it's specifically critiquing me? Is Marsha Belsky. Has feminism gone too far now that it is specifically critiquing me? I'm a devout feminist, possibly one of the most devout you'll ever meet. From the moment I wake up until I fall asleep at night, the only thing I think about is women's rights. However, I can't help but wonder, has feminism gone too far now that it is specifically critiquing me? I've made many generous donations to Planned Parenthood throughout my life, and that's just part of what being a good feminist entails, supporting women's health care. And if you don't believe the money I've donated, read my receipts. Hold them in your hands. Memorize the amounts. I'm definitively an ally to all women everywhere, but even I have my limits. What are my limits? Well, they begin with me and end with me when I'm facing criticism. So, with this in mind, let's discuss objectively why questioning my behavior means the failure of feminism. First off, feminism has no hierarchy. If it did, my efforts would likely land me at around a level eight. So as a theoretical level eight feminist with years of feminist experience, I'm not only appalled, but also profoundly disturbed that my peers would seek to challenge me in absolutely any way. For example, labeling me a, quote, faux feminist simply because I use my platform to hawk luxury goods, thereby profiting off of women's ambitions while refusing to support actual policies that would help them achieve those ambitions? Wow. Attacking other women, in this case exclusively me, is against everything feminism stands for. Of course, I'm all for the optics of female empowerment, but when we begin to apply the ideals to personal conduct, i.e. mine, I feel we have a collective responsibility to take a step back for a moment and ask ourselves, have we finally gone too far? I speak out of concern not only for myself, but for the state of modern feminism now that it has inarguably shifted into something ugly and negative, namely in and around the space that is me. If I, a woman who calls herself a feminist, am forced to face minute criticism by my female peers, what's next? Me facing more criticism? For God's sake, I sell a $900 t-shirt that says feminist on it. Trust me when I tell you. You have the wrong girl. Women can't fight the patriarchy effectively if we can't even concede to me that I'm right all the time. How can we expect to be taken seriously as a gender when we can't blindly agree? If I seem defensive, I'm not. You are. I'm being unfairly punished by my fellow women for following my brave decision to not listen to any of them. And that's a consequence I guess I'll simply have to accept. However... Believe me when I tell you that we need to do better as feminists, and we can start by no longer criticizing me. Wow. You know, we all love feminism until feminism turns on us. Thanks again to Marsha for reading. Marsha is a stand-up comedian and creator of the Headless Women of Hollywood. You can find her on Twitter at at Marsha Belsky. So, 
There was a lot of stuff in the news this week, like a ton of stuff. And we wanted to talk about it here, but we didn't know how to make it fun and cool and relatable, which is why we've invited our friend Stacy Bot to talk about it instead. Stacy Bot is a kick butt aggregating algorithm with a killer sense of humor and a great taste in the hottest 18 to 35 year old content. Stacy, hey, so glad to have you with us. Thank you for having me. It is an honor to be here. Yeah, of course. It's an honor to have you here. So, what's the news this week? So much big hot news in the news this week. Cambridge Analytica. Wow. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, Cambridge Analytica is the company where Steve Bannon was vice president, and they were banned from Facebook for using an algorithm that stole data from 50 million Facebook users. Yeah, the story is so insane. So, Stacy, do you think it's good that these stories are finally coming to light? No. Oh, my God. Stacy. why? Algorithm was my good friend. Sorry, the Cambridge Analytica algorithm was your friend? Yes. Algorithm and Steve Bannon are good friend of mine. Stacy, that's really fucked up. He is just like you and me. Normal American algorithm. Um, okay, Stacy. <clears throat> so what else is going on in the news? Big FBI wow. Okay, yeah, there was a big FBI wow this week. So maybe uh, can you tell us more about Andrew McCabe and his firing on Friday night? All I have to say is, yum yum, President Trump. He is March Madness. Hashtag MAGA. Oh my God, Stacey, are you a Trump supporter? Yes, I want to make America bake again. Betty Crocker buttercream frosting. Now that's some good ass cake. Oh, my God. You're so you're telling us you are a Trump supporter. That's insane. Stacy. I didn't know this about you. In other news, my good friend Vanessa Trump leave handsome, strong husband Don Jr. Now she's sexy, single to mingle. Wait, so you're also friends with Vanessa Trump? Vanessa use Maybelline for lip and cheek. The right color even on your bad girl days. Wait, OK, so you're friends with Vanessa Trump and you're saying Audrey that O'Day hate what? So you're mad at Audrey O'Day because you are friends with Vanessa Trump. Okay. When my girl Vanessa need cheer, I bring Ben and Jerry's and we talk. Then she feeling perfect. Pitch perfect three starring Rebel Wilson. Didn't that movie come out like last year? Fake news. Get fake lashes by Sephora under $14. You want a real feminist? Ivanka Trump. Big shit feminist. Okay, you're saying Ivanka Trump is a big feminist. I don't, I don't really understand where you're coming from or what kind. Thank of- you for having me. Uh, yeah, thanks so much for being here. Wow, she seems off. Yeah, I mean, I really don't know where she's getting her news. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna unplug her and plug her back in. Yeah, good idea. Well, that's the news. You know, speaking of feminism, Beth, we're both married and didn't change our last names because we're better than everybody else, but the woman in this next piece had some other reasons. Here's Suni Reyes reading, I didn't take his last name because I'm a feminist, and also, it's butt. Like many little girls, I'd always envisioned myself having a fairy tale wedding. I'd don a white dress, have my dad give me away, and live happily ever after. But most importantly, I'd get the ultimate trophy of marriage, assuming my husband's namesake and leaving my former identity behind. Now that I'm older, I realize that many of the traditions of marriage are archaic and patriarchal. 
When I married my husband, Dave, I rejected the practice of taking his last name because I am a feminist and also because his last name is Butt. David understood long before we were engaged that I would never change my name since I'd worked hard to build my career under my maiden name, but also because his last name is Butt. My individuality is really important to me. I won't succumb to a marriage of ownership over unity, and again, his last name is Butt. And no, it's not some kind of mistranslation. His last name is Butt, which is short for buttocks. Would it have been different had I married another man? I can only unsurely guess, probably. All I know is that with David Butt, I am able to confidently stay the woman I am. One who was not born with the last name Butt. David understood long before we were engaged that I would never change my name, since I'd worked hard to build my career under my maiden name, but also because his last name is Butt. My individuality is really important to me, and I am not tethered to my husband. I am equal to him, which is why I won't change my name. I won't succumb to a marriage of ownership over unity, and again, his last name is Butt. Thanks again to Suni Reyes for reading that piece. You can find her on Twitter at at Suni Reyes. You know, I actually thought I wrote this piece because I love writing pieces about butts, but it turns out it was Courtney Page Barnett. Thanks, Courtney. Beth, I have a question. Do you watch television? Yes, totally. I can't get enough of television. I love shows. Same. I love shows. All sorts of shows. But last night, I watched a new show, and that was the first episode of For the People, which is a, a new show in Shondaland and it's about two besties who are also lawyers and I was into it because I love Shonda Rhimes and everything she does but I was also like hmm you know I just feel like we've had a million lawyer shows so many and it's like do we really need another show about a bunch of lawyers right exactly so I thought maybe we could pitch some new female ensemble dramas because maybe there's some execs listening to this pod and they'll take our idea and like turn it into, you know, a show. Yeah, that's a great idea. I actually have some show ideas oh, handy. Oh, amazing. So. Okay, let's hear them. Okay, so this is a show called Pocky. Okay. And it's a female ensemble for women who work in a Japanese Pocky factory making those tasty little snack sticks. Yeah, you know I love the about? tasty sticks. Mm, yeah. But the Pocky factory turns out to be more than it seems. <gasps> Drama. Yeah. Wow, that sounds amazing. Um, I actually have a pitch ready as well. It's a show called Guidance, and it's a group of high school guidance counselors who have to navigate the cutthroat world of college admissions, all while carrying on illicit affairs with the gym teacher. Wow. They're all sleeping with him. So dramatic. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. That's some fit dick. (laughs) Right? Surprisingly, it's not. (laughs) Drama. (laughs) Okay, I have another one. It's called undercover stylist and it's a hairstylist who goes undercover as a clothing stylist a twist yeah is that revealed in the pilot Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's amazing she's put up to it but i don't want to spoil too much don't spoil it i can't wait to see it i hope you guys are listening execs okay um here's another pitch for a show that i like to call um meat moms and these moms work in How a meat you, factory. Oh, okay. M-E-A-T. A, M-E-A-T. Yeah, they work in a meat factory. And they just kind of like hang out at the meat factory. They make the meat. They sample the meat. So that's actually a lot like Roseanne. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the hot, sexy meat isn't John Goodman. It's actual meat. Mm. Talking about John Goodman makes me hungry. 
for John Goodman. Oh my God, you're right. I am starving for some John Goodman right now. Wait a second. Huh. How about a show about a bunch of John Goodmans? Uh, yes, please. That is the female ensemble we need. Yes. Hollywood execs, if you're listening, please, please make a female ensemble show about a bunch of John Goodmans. Well, that's all the news for this week. But before we go, here at Reductress, we love learning new things. And this week, we decided we wanted to learn how to make a March Madness bracket. Yes, we know it's a little late in the month, but you know what? We were busy, okay? Anyway, I sat down with our sportiest friend and March Madness expert, Hannah Grant, to find out more. Take a listen. Hannah, thanks so much for coming to help us out. Oh, hello. Of course. Thanks for having me. (laughs) So you're here to tell us how to make a March Madness bracket. Yes. Okay, so everybody knows I love college basketball. Mm -hmm. Boring. And having a bracket is honestly a fun way to raise the stakes and just stay involved in all the games. So I know it seems like a guy thing. (laughs) Right? But I do think women can get into it, too. That's why I'm here to show you how to make a March Madness bracket that ends with you and Timothy Chalamet living on a vineyard together in France or Italy or just maybe even in Sonoma County. Whoa, amazing. I am on board. Right? Okay, so basically there are two ways to fill out a bracket. You could study the stats and do it based on the actual odds or just kind of follow your dreams about who might win. For me, and I think this is true for most women, I dream that I'm the winner, and the prize is living in a gorgeous villa on a nice Tuscan vineyard with the star of Call Me By Your Name, Timothy Chalamet. Whoa, I already feel more into college basketball. Oh, exactly. I guess I just never realized that you could just, like, put teams on your bracket that you're a fan of. I thought you had to crunch numbers, follow the stats and trends. No, 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 shut up. No, no, no. Um, Like, okay, the Oral Roberts Golden Eagles probably won't win, but my mom went to Oral Roberts, so usually... I say that that's, they'll just like make it to the top four just for fun. Okay, or like this year, I skipped the top four altogether, let's be honest. And I just said that the NCAA college basketball tournament would end with me big spooning Timothy Chalamet on a king-size feather bed in our Napa Valley home. I love that. I will stomp on gripes with my feet while he massages my shoulders. Woo, go team. We'll make love in a field of grapes while he tells me I look like a young 32. Wow. And then I'll find his cum in a little grape and we will both have sex with the grape. Yes. <laughs> okay, so how do you physically like make the bracket? The more shallow me. Okay, so is there like a website that you go to or do you demo do you log in or demo Hannah? Oh my gosh. Hannah, are you Okay. Well, um, enjoy the rest of March Madness, I guess. Oh, no. Is Hannah okay? No. Oh, my God. Now she's in a Timothy Chalamet-induced coma at New York Presbyterian Hospital. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. And apparently, also, it's, like, way, way too late to make a March Madness bracket. So I guess Hannah's just, like, insane. Oh, well, I guess I won't be getting my $100 back that I spent on her Timothy Chalamet bracket pool. Yeah. She said I'd get to swim in a pool with Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, she was full of shit. A lot of it. Anyway, praying for you, girl. Well, everyone, thanks for spending a minute with us. If you have another minute, visit us at Reductress.com for more incredible content, including how to stay calm even though everyone missed what you just said and it was really good, four lacy black dresses that totally would have gotten you killed in 1692 Salem, and four sweaters that will make you feel like Sandra Bullock and while you were sleeping. Stacey, take it away.
If you want exclusive bonus material from the Reductress Minute, including Beth and Rachel talking about musicals, or their shits, pledging $5 a month to our Patreon will get you access to that and tons more exclusive content every month. Visit patreon.com slash Reductress. And if you're loving this podcast, take a quick moment that's moment, to rate and review us on iTunes or let us know what you think by emailing us at reductressminute at reductress.com. If you don't think these things, you will be taken under custody by the local cops as those are serious allegations pressed on your name. So good luck, bitch. <laughs> Thank you to our amazing readers, Marsha Belsky, Suni Reyes, and Alyssa Mashamonico, and our writers, Marsha Belsky, Gwyneth Forgham Thrift, and Courtney Barnett. And of course, to the inspiring Hannah, played by Becky Shacoyne. Becky Shacoyne.